0: Hello, and welcome to the King Hero's Journey podcast. I am here today with Petra McLaughlin, a transformational coach. Oh, look at that. I, uh, did I spell it wrong? Transformation coach. That that kind of works, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that kind of works. Okay, good. Well, we can just chat for a minute while we're letting people come on and uh, waiting for them to show up. And oh, here's Kenneth Duane from uh, where are you from, Kenneth? I was going to say from somewhere. Greetings. Ola. Looks like somewhere uh, tropical where we should all be this time of year reminds me of Mexico because normally this is when I try to cut out with my kids but uh, we haven't yet crushed the person who's creating those restrictions in the flying world yet Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I know someone who's working on it though it's really good good. yeah yeah exactly and so you are there in Australia do you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on in Australia before we get started
1: oh yeah so um, well I'm in Victoria in Australia, which I think has been probably the uh, the hardest hit with the mandates, um, so we we are still um, pretty much situation normal. So, um, if you have not had um, the jab, then you are banned from leaving your home for work. Um, you cannot go to restaurants. Um, you can you can go shopping. You can't go to any public events. Um or pretty much anything so it's um it's been like that now since the 15th of December and mm-hmm. obviously we're in summer here mm-hmm. so um in some ways you know the beach is still free so the parks are still free and not restricted mm-hmm. so people are taking advantage of that um but we are the only state I believe in Australia that still have these mandates and um, the rest like New South Wales which is, is where Sydney is <clears throat> they're pretty much free to go and so I'm about an hour from the border. So a lot of people where I live just travel for an hour and then they go for a, a pub meal or do what they want over the border and then come back home. So
0: there you interesting go. times. Very interesting times. Us here in Canada, we always get what you get about six months later.
1: Mm, yeah, well, it's interesting to see now because um, they've also uh, mandated the – I've got to get it right – is it the third? Yeah, it's the third. The third one um, for all government workers. So if you if you work in aged care, if you work in health, if you are a teacher, you have to have had the booster. Um, and there's talk for the fourth. I understand. For the so fourth. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it's quite. In, but but the the terrain here politically is that we have a federal and a state election this year. So decks are moving cards are moving so it's interesting to every everybody's kind of a watch watch and wait
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm. right oh yeah no I can relate they lifted our restrictions but uh, I just went and picked my son up from school more than half the kids are still wearing all those masks like oh. you know I make my son promise
1: like please, again. please no. never put that thing on your face again no and oh. and I, my daughter will never wear n- never wear one, and um, that's just dumb. But over uh, grade two, here, um, the children have to wear one. But uh, no, grade yeah, grade three and above. I beg your pardon, yeah, ba- grade three and above. But um, it is you. You just write to the school, and you are you say they're exempt. But a lot of people who are on this side of the community are still sending their children with masks, which I find int- I find the whole thing a psychological interesting experiment to watch to be honest
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah if we live a long life we might see people for the rest of our lives following mm. those restrictions being afraid of the boogeyman and muzzling themselves and you know yeah. it, it might not wear off for some of the people out there
1: and I think that the thing for me I think which has been the, the most interesting is i mean if you choose to wear a mask because you believe it works that's i mean i'm i all for that you mm-hmm. you do you i'm a bit mm-hmm. of a you do you person but what i find really interesting is that one day people are all wearing masks and then when the government say don't wear them then they don't wear them so they don't believe that the mask really works it's just actually they're, they're bowing to a bigger a different master which is the government say yes or no that for me has been the psychological thing mm-hmm. and the lack of you know critical thinking
0: Mm-hmm. And then you get this, like they, the government says, you know, you no longer have to do any of this and, and they're still doing it. It's yeah. still right. So it's like, well, you know, you love the government or you don't love the government. Which one is it? Yeah, so,
1: yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, a, yeah no, it's an interesting time to be alive. for sure.
0: <laughs> not, bo- not boring. <laughs> exactly. I prayed for it to be not boring. And here's what I got. My, exactly. my, my fault, you guys. So I just shared a link to Rockfin if anybody wants to jump on the uncensored platform. I've been doing okay here. I did have a a strange strike when uh, Rose 777 talked about the surgery that she was going to have. It had nothing to do with anything, and they gave me a strike for it, for medical misinformation. Yeah, so I shouldn't even say that phrase. Mm -hmm. The bots are going to catch up with me, but we won't (laughs) be talking about that stuff today. Hello to uh, everybody in the chat we have uh, singe Man, Lower Your Cowl When Entering the City Walls. Yes, got the reference there. Uh, Non-GMO Bleached Wheat. Mojo Shop is here. <laughs> Welcome. Nivad 17. syrup Pierce. And uh, Ken, yes, now I know who you are, a man of many names. And Lynn Michelle is here as well. So that's awesome. And I will uh, introduce you, Pet- Petra McLaughlin. I have had the uh, immense pleasure of working with you it's been amazing and uh so you've had quite a story in your in your life or you've had a lot of really interesting experiences you know that that a lot of people um really even don't want to think about or you know when your life has gone okay you tend to look away from other things that could happen and it's really prepared you for this time in a way that is extraordinary so i totally appreciate that and i'm just going to say that um Uh, petra helps those who've been kicked out of society at one level or another maybe it's your family or friends or a job or a business and uh, by all of the division tactics that have been rampant in the past two years and uh, and and leaves you feeling and i know this firsthand right i went through it when i decided i wasn't going to be quiet and uh, shut my mouth and i spoke out then my family decided I didn't belong anymore. I was ostracized, and uh, you know, get a get a nasty text from a cousin every so often just to try to stick it to me or whatever is going on. Uh, So that's uh, something that's very interesting. Petra's going to talk about her experiences as a child, having been left by both her father and then uh, asked to leave by her mother at 17. So pretty intense experiences. She says she's no stranger to being cast aside and left to fend for herself. And then look at you have, you know, a, a, a beautiful, articulate brave woman coming forward in the world. You know, when you get when you get hit, you know, you already knew how to turn things mm-hmm. around. And personally, I also experienced quite a bit of, um, you know, what I call the wrong thing rejecting me. So mm-hmm. I tried to break into the music business at one point, just for one example, and they didn't want anything to do with me. And it wasn't mm-hmm. You know, yes, my music was was strange to them. It was happy and it was uplifting and, and things that they couldn't relate to. And I, I remember showing a music guide my my uh bio photo. He says to me, That that's not a music photo. And I said, Why? He said, Because you're smiling. And I'm like, Oh, okay, I get it. They don't like happy people. I yes, I definitely don't fit in. And it's just so great that I didn't have mm-hmm. to because it's such a sick industry in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways right from the roots of it. So um, she says after, uh, Petra says, after spending many years innocently reacting from the pain and reliving old patterns in relationship and and career, it made her... It, uh, her, it, she made it her life's work to heal from all of this, and that's what's so powerful, right? And that inspired her to be a coach, helping people to uh, who have also experienced having the door shut on them, and guiding them to move from surviving to thriving in all aspects of their life. And um, Stuart says my picture is freezing. You'll have to download it later. Watch the entire video. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think it's all right on our end. I'm not noticing any of that. So hopefully that works out for you, Stuart. And so welcome, Petra. I'm so glad to have you here.
1: Happy to be here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, super exciting. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about uh, what you've been through as a child and some of those repeating experiences
1: that happened with your life? Yeah. Look, I mean, when you're living it, you don't don't necessarily understand it, do you? And I think it was sort of... uh, something I read somewhere said things only ever make sense when you're looking back you know and and certainly as a child I felt like the black sheep you know I was brought up in a catholic sort of quite working class community um my father left home you know when I was six or seven and my mum was a single mum so you know we were very different to to the rest of the families um and then yeah so I always kind of felt like a bit of a a black sheep and then as I moved moved on into my adolescent age uh, my my mother repartnered and um yeah at 17 it was deemed it was no no longer appropriate for me to be at home you know she had sort of seized this new life she'd been single for quite a while and saw her sort of opportunity to to be happy and wedded um and i was i was a i was an inconvenience to be to be quite honest and so yeah and I was a, was a teenager as well so I was I probably let her know what I thought of her um and so yeah the the locks were changed and I remember distinctly um six black plastic bags sitting outside the front door and that was it I was on my own so I was lucky enough that I had a car um and I was full of shame obviously that my mother didn't want me after my father had left and I hadn't seen my father since I was six or seven and so I kind of learned to be a chameleon, really. And so, you know, I'd visit people's houses, I'd have a shower, you know, they'd feed me. I mean, people kind of knew, but, you know, it wasn't talked about. And, and then, you know, I went to university and, and then I found the world of work and worked for a conglomerate, um, a multinational. And what was really interesting was there was that I felt like I belonged right because it was good it was hearts and minds you know they got you you know and suddenly I was I was the important person at work and there I was working 15 hour days seven days a week when I needed I would come in on night shift if there was a problem you know and and that was I guess uh, my own little journey there of you know really giving it all and you know I got paid at the end of the week didn't I so that that was it I was indoctrinated into this whole world of work and like most of us, you know, you travel through that time and you go up on the level and, you know, you get to the next level and you get the pay rise and more responsibility and more people working for you. And, and then, you know, 35, I think I just went Phew! and now I see it completely as burning out. But um, the auto- I worked in the automotive industry and it's what brought me to Australia because I'm English originally. Okay. And
0: someone, yeah. yeah, someone was guessing that uh, you're yeah. British, but I've yeah. got that,
1: I've got that twang because I've lived here now for 17 years. So uh, I've got yeah. uh, my English friends say I sound Australian and the Aussies say I sound English. So I'm in <laughs> no man's land yet again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, um, I, I literally went from earning a six figure salary and being in my world, a very important person and mm-hmm. um, to no longer having a role. And, and that was it. And I hadn't, you know, I was very much easy come, easy go financially, so I didn't have savings. Um, I'd moved to Australia for this new life, and this wonderful new life, and at the same time, or about a year previously, I'd moved over with a partner and he'd left because my mum had just died <laughs> and I was crying all the time. So here I was being abandoned again. Um, and I think that that really was my moment, you know, of really a, a very deep and dark moment. Where I did wonder, you know, well, who who cares about me? I've got no one, you know. I had nobody above me at that time. I didn't have any children, so I had no one below me, um, and I, that was my moment of reckoning. I think, you know, absolutely. And so, yeah, that really, I guess, was uh, the abandonment. I think I had recreated in my own life and called in um, because I'm a slow learner sometimes, and so <laughs> I needed to have the big crescendo. <laughs> Um, And that was really, I guess, what really got me into, you know, I have to start to heal myself because, you know, so, so above, so below, so, so with outside, so inside, you know, and so, um, and that really was my moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's uh, the patterns in our life can easily be seen as a nemesis. This is something I've studied a lot about in my own life. Noticing, of course, my own patterns, the same themes come up over and over again. And even as you heal and transform yourself, the, the same patterns still come, but they come at a different level.
1: Absolutely. The same, Absolutely. That, you know, it's
0: just the same. So at some point you see, okay, those patterns aren't actually in my way. They're not the obstacle that I'm facing. They are the way
1: yeah the obstacle is the path absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely and i've seen that play out you know so so much through my life and again you know it makes sense now looking back as a 20 year old petra uh rather than a petra in her 40s who you know has this life experience and now sort of takes it in and integrates it and you know wants to embody it because i think that that is the important thing now it's like if this you know my m- my biggest mantra and, and something i lead my clients through is you know, if I accept that everything is happening for me and not to me, what can I take from this? What What is it? You know. Now, there's not always a pearl and a learning moment. You know, sometimes it's just you've got to get through it. You know, and 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 your ability to be able to get through it is the pearl. Um, but sometimes, if you can sort the chaff from <laughs> the wheat from the chaff, you you find something, and you're like, ah. Oh. And I've had personally so many of those moments where, you know, the the realisation has come to me. I'm like, oh, this is another part of the puzzle, right, you know, instead of trying to fill everything in and trying to fix everything because I was obsessed for a period of time of I need to fix me, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think once I realised I was climbing a mountainless peak because that's life, (laughs) there is no top, (laughs) Um, it's like, oh, okay, this is now just a part of the puzzle, right, okay, let's go. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, there was a great meme that went around for a while, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something to the effect of, uh, there's nothing wrong with you, you're surrounded by assholes. (laughs) I love that. And it's not to take away from the fact that we all have our own work to do, like, at all. And I loved what you said about about shifting that perspective, it's not happening to me, it's happening mm. for me. And mm. uh, as you know, working with the archetypes, that's that's the mm. script of the victim, right? Yeah. That, that Either things are happening to me or the empowered yeah. side of it, the awakened side that no, this is for me.
1: Yeah. And, and
0: this is really uh, a way to move mountains. Mm. Uh, Jacqueline Milne recently, one of my other um, client students and uh, somebody that I'm working with, in a lot of different ways now, she talks about what that moving mountain metaphor really means mm-hmm. and and what is the easiest way to move a mountain compared to like, you know, one rock at a time or, you know, like this, yeah, yeah. this is a pretty big job, might take you several lifetimes or generations of people to do that but what if you literally change your perspective Mm -hmm. and that mountain that was right in front of you, you turn around and that mountain is behind you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: Because you, you know, and this is, and, and this is, I guess, you know, the situation we find ourselves in, you know, I am, a Viktor Frankl fan of, you know, an abnormal reaction to an abnormal situation is a normal reaction, you know. And, and I think that there there is absolute weight in that, you know. This is an abnormal situation. Um, but if we say, you know, through my own record, you know, going into so many rabbit warrens, um, th- this is the crisis we needed to happen and, you know, that that sticks there sometimes. Other times I can be quite laissez-faire about it and say, well, you know, this this had to happen. Depending on, on where you are and if you can have a temperature check on where you are and understand, oh, this is this is the Petra stuff versus actually this is now me looking above it and saying, well, OK, what what can I do then? And I think that 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 has been certainly my own motto over the last two, two years. You know, when doors are shut, or this has happened or that's happened. OK, what can I do? What can I do that that changes my perspective and still gives me quality of life and still gives me, you know, the smile on my face and and makes me want to wake up in the morning and go get it? Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think that what's happened with this community on our side of the fence, understandably and very innocently, I have to say, because I'm not a judger or a blamer because we are where we are. But, of course, in that victim mentality, something happens that stops us and then it's ugh. And, and then, and then there is it's and and then it's the old stories, right? It's like, the, well, this has always happened. I'm always abandoned, or this has been taken away from me, like like you know, the toddler that you take the toy away from. And so, if we can actually alchemize that and really understand that the self responsibility piece is the is the real nebulous here, then suddenly everything starts just opening. I, I believe, okay. and I see that with my clients.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. I know I've told this story before, but maybe you haven't heard it. <laughs> um, when I got sick with cancer and it was a you know, massive crash and this, this, a little bit of a different situation, but I had to leave work, you know, a full stop, do not pass, go, don't collect $200. And I started really searching, okay, who is to blame for all of this, mm-hmm. right? This is a major crisis. <clears throat> and, uh, and guess how long the list was of, of uh, those that I found to blame, like, you know as long as my arm or yeah, or yeah. more and but i had the awareness at the time to ask myself well okay i i see all of this is to blame now who's responsible just what mm-hmm. you were talking about and i could only come up with one answer for that question yeah and yeah. all the arrows suddenly pointed back to me and it's like okay well what i what what can i do and yes i'm compromised but there mm-hmm. you know and a lot of people in that situation don't actually have breakthroughs they you know once you're in that kind of a crisis mm. it can go either way right Absolutely. And,
1: it's, and it's not mm.
0: a given so what was it in you that took those experiences even even if you don't mind talking about like what mm. was that like through the eyes of a 17 year old what i know you said you you implied you had some attitude around it yeah. but you obviously didn't lay down and die And there was something what was that moment of choice where you could have <sighs> Gone much more into a victim place and decided to come out with this more empowered perspective.
1: It's it's interesting. I've never thought of it like that, but now you've you've asked it. I I wonder whether, as a seven year old, when when my father left and and it was done like overnight, and I was never told why. So him and my mother obviously, um, you know, were having issues, and Mm -hmm. he he couldn't stay in England and see her. You know, like she wanted him out, and he couldn't maintain. Like his emotions wouldn't allow him. I found out later. Um, and, and my mum was, was emotionally absent for a lot of my years. So I was a child who was left to make her own stories up in her, in her world. And, and as, you know, most psych- psychology will say is that a child can't fathom that the parents don't love her or him. Um, and so what they do is they make the story up that there's something wrong with you right mm-hmm. you know that that becomes that becomes then your your blueprint for the world so for a lot of my life I absolutely thought it, it can't be them it's got to be me and so even though as a 17 year old hormonal you know with a with a mouth on hair there was still part of me that wanted to be loved you know and wanted to be accepted so I think that but but I do believe that you know, and I am a n- nature nurture person. You know, I do believe that there is there is there's always been a fire in my belly for for justice. There's always been a fire in my belly that I ha- I was brought here to do more, and I don't mean in an ego way. You know, I re mm-hmm. I really don't, but I really felt that there there was something I had to do, and so there was a hunger. And and in all honesty, I think there was just a survival mechanism at seventeen.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I mean, you don't know what you don't know at seventeen. So there was a ballsiness to me, which was like, well, scrappiness. I come from the East End of of London, which, if you know much about the East End of London, you know we we hustle, we 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 drive, we push, which you know later in life didn't serve me because i i became I became this hard ass, you know, and it was another layer, another layer on top of me, and another layer. So I was this very prickly person. Um, who you needed sort of a hammer to, to to smash to get into. So I think you know all of those things were put those in the melting pot. Really sort of just created you know this. I've got to keep going, and and that was really my mantra. I really didn't have anywhere I was going, Beth. I didn't have um, I, I didn't have. It was just like well I have to survive, and I look I'm looking after myself. So pretty much you know from a seventeen year old, um, mm-hmm. I think I got like fifty pounds a week to spend from the government you know and that was like right how am I going to start to dissect this to eat Mm -hmm. it was yeah Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah there's a a, a, when the crisis hits and especially when you're young and you don't have the full development faculties Mm. to reason through everything Mm. um you know you're you're in a really different place and that what you were saying about about, you know, trying to, this is, this is a, an inversion that happens on the unconscious, that when something bad happens, especially with a parent, because we're imprinted from the moment we're born, that this parent equals survival, like you were yeah. talking about, right? And, and yeah. so then, in order to have a conflict with that which equals the survival, that also unconsciously equals death, Mm. Right. So that's why children need to then turn it on themselves and say, what's wrong with me? Because if they consider what's wrong with the parent, then that's really dangerous. It's the same reason that people have conflict with their siblings when they Mm. have them. The the real conflict is often with the parent. I call it the mother wound. Mm. And, uh, but then the sisters fight. I have a lot of experience with that (laughs) kind of thing. And uh, yeah, because, and then I realized that, yeah, the, the much more. A dangerous feeling thing right and it, let's be clear yeah. here that, that it's i mm-hmm. i had one coach in my life i was really remembering her her last night and one line that she said to me when i was in it just a total um flap seeing the new world order come down a few years before the the pandemic and and i went through all kinds of psychoses in that moment before things actually got bad which was good timing i have to say <laughs> and she says to me beth it's just a feeling (laughs) like this, like no, no sympathy, no crying. Like Beth, it's a feeling. Right. And that's, that's become just a a way of of being that. Yeah. No matter how, how bad the feelings are when you, when you've got your adult faculties, that is then, then there's always a potential to get through them to the other side, even if they feel like a, an insurmountable wall.
1: Yeah, and, and again, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So if you haven't delved into this work, if you haven't got into self-awareness and self-responsibility, then you you just spend your life just bouncing around, right, from one to the other. And and like you said, I mean, I, one of my moments probably in my 30s, my day of reckoning, was, well, I'm the common denominator here, you know. Like that That was in my 30s, that was the moment, you know, it was like, Nobody else is having this, so does that mean that I'm really that special <laughs> or does it mean that on some level I'm calling this in, um, both in my behaviour, in my subconscious? And I knew nothing about it, but there was an intuition there that, mm, you know, others seem to be having a bit of a different ride here and I seem to be, you know, I'm I'm on the rocks constantly going backwards and forwards. Um, and you know, I'd love to say that from that moment, you know, the heavens opened and oh, everything changed. No, because it was work, and it is work. You know, it's a day, it's a daily thing. Um, and and I think that that's the important thing to think to to remember is that we are climbing a mountainous peak. In as much as the, the stronger or the closer you stay to your integrity and the closer you stay to who you are, things are going to happen. You know, some things don't happen as much as they used to. But other things will. But like you said, if you can not be afraid of your feelings and and learn to trust yourself and know that you've got your own back, should this happen or should that happen, then it's a game changer, right? Because the government don't want people like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, Indeed. They don't.
1: They don't want self actualized people. They don't want people who say, okay, that's happened, Let's go that way, you know, um, and it look, it's something that is a mastery. I don't, I, you know, there's some people who seem to do it wonderfully, but um, for me, it's 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 constant, you know. Okay, right? Oh, there's a dead end, and even if you look at human beings, I remember because part of my role was very was I was a change agent within within my role in corporate, and you know, I used to come in like Pollyanna, you know, change, change, change is good. The only constant is change, you know, and then to all these grumpy faces. But, you know, one of the things that I learned was that as much as I like change, if I was driving to work one day and um, the roadblock was there and I had to go a different way, what was my first reaction? Oh, God, I've got to go a different way. As human beings, we don't like change. It's just in us. We like consistent, you know, we like a bit. Even if we don't like it, we like it. <laughs> so, you know, pulling all of that in um, into the work I do is, yeah, it makes me come alive now.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And I can't help but point out that uh, this, this podcast, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, is based on the hero's journey and the king mm-hmm. hero's journey, which you are definitely a king hero. <laughs> and it, so the path is, uh, for, first of all, I want to go back to something that you said that that, you know, the path is not one that is uh it, it, it i love that you're not pretending this was all easy and then you no. know you just you had the bad experience then you healed and it was all roses <laughs> and you just left it all behind you it's not right? disney
1: yeah
0: <laughs> it's not disney it, no. we have been so brainwashed and conditioned by disney mm. yeah yeah it's mm. it's off the charts and so then you're also very much describing that precipice between the child and the rebel archetype of the hero's journey where the child wants that consistency and and they need it like to be fair when when you're when you're growing up if your address is different every day and and all kinds of things that you're very familiar with that's hard on a on a little guy's nervous mm. system and mm. can definitely create traumas in in, in that respect but there will come a time where you see that, oh, this this so-called you know, safety of denial, of hiding my head under the covers, of rejecting any, sign of change that would come along Mm -hmm. spending untold amounts of time and energy trying to keep everything the same which you can't because it's really changing that's the reality Mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm. and then flipping into the rebel which you talked about having some of that attitude and and the rebel is is one of the few archetypes out there that genuinely loves change that's Mm -hmm. me right Mm -hmm. i i will change the furniture around just to change the, uh, you know, the atmosphere, the aesthetics. And even if it's a bad change, even if it like complicates my space in a bad way, it's still a good change. There's something that's, you know, same with going on a vacation, it's not really a change in your life, but it, it stops the pattern that yeah. otherwise isn't interrupted
1: and that's subconscious you know when you you look around and, and again you know myself included you know you can spend 95 percent of your life living in your subconscious you know and your subconscious is obviously everything that you have packed away to say keep me safe do this do that um and so by doing that like I'll, I'll do silly things like I, I run and I always usually wear my watch on my on my left hand because I'm left-handed um but I I I move it onto my right hand, you know, every now and again. And then when I get used to that, I move it back to my left hand. So I will still mix things up because it's a pattern interrupt for me. Like I'll drive somewhere differently because I'm consciously aware of it. But until you know that, you know, and I think that you know, one of the biggest takeaways I've had of these last two years is everybody wants everything to stay the same. But if you went onto everybody's Facebook timeline three years ago, everybody was whinging about everything, you know. So it's like this nostalgic, you know, belief we have that it was all really good then, you know, it's a misnomer. It's an absolute misnomer. Um, and, that, and that certainly in the present, staying in that present moment, I think, again, is a game changer. So you're right. For me, it's not just like one door opened and it was like, ah, oh, you are now healed, Petro. Move forward into your new life. Um, I think as you continue down this journey and you stay open to it, you know, I did a post yesterday um, on my Instagram, which was are you open to thinking and seeing things differently? Like that's the game changer. If you're open to it. Doesn't mean everything's got to land. Like you've got to have some discernment, um, and I'm a big believer in you know your own discernment. Otherwise, you end up brainwashed on the other side. But um, yeah, staying open to it and changing things up, I, I can't live my life any differently than that. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I hear you. Hey, what? Since you're such an Instagram rock star, what's your handle oh, there so people can go?
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's growing, and um, it's my name. So it's Petra McLaughlin. All one word. All one word. Petra McLaughlin at Instagram dot com um, and my Facebook um I'm my 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 public page um is Petra McLaughlin as well so
0: okay yeah, yeah so you can use yeah. that at at Petra McLaughlin on did yeah. I did I, say, did I spell it right
1: you did well Amazing. done yeah. I know I've spent, <laughs> I've spent my life spelling that name Beth let me tell you <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly exactly. Yeah, my mother my mother's maiden name was Ditchikowski and oh, uh, wow, nobody yeah. could spell that. Her no. her her uh, father's brother changed it to Dick so that he wouldn't <laughs> uh, yeah, so that he wouldn't go through life having this like oh, and especially there was a, a lot of uh, discrimination against Ukrainians and and yeah, uh, Polish people at the time of, so, yeah. Sure. so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for business sake, but uh, yes, definitely go hit Petra up on Instagram. Yeah. She she does it has amazing content there as well. And so what, do you, what would you say is the most courageous thing that you've ever done, Petra? Oh, just put you on the spot. Oh,
1: God, most courageous thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> I think this, like not, not, not this podcast, I think this, this last two years mm-hmm. has, um, you know, as much as I'm quite a gregarious character and standing in my truth um and being quite scared to speak up in 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 social circles um in in you know in life really um and have and ha and and be seen as being different you know I've always been different like I mentioned you know as a child I I saw but I always wanted to fit in that was the big thing so I was different but I wanted to fit in and I think in this in this current landscape it, it just became this, I have to do this. I, I, you know, I have to stand in my truth. I have to stand with what's okay with me and what's not okay with me. Um, I've never worn a mask, ever, mm. ever. Mm. Um, and I'm in a, a, a city of about 100,000 people and they, um, it's, it's, it's on. <laughs> it's on. Like I've been chased down the street I've been told um, to um, that I was someone hoped I got the the V and died in the middle of a supermarket, um, which was an interesting experience. And you know, the, I, and again, you know, as much as it was courageous, I could see the fear in that gentleman's eyes. Like he was, he was absolutely programmed by by the mainstream media for sure. And so, you know, I, I have huge compassion for it. Um, I did step back because I was like, I think he's going to give me, a, he's going to swing at me. Um, but, you know, I, I can't be anything else than who I am. And I think that that's the most courageous thing I've done is, is own me. You know, the curly bits, the gnarly bits, no one's perfect, me, me least than anyone else, um, but owning that is important, and I think that that's a, that's a, a, a step of courage yourself, because we live in a shame-blame culture where people do things behind front doors, you know, and it's like, oh, don't, we can't show people that, we can't show people that, and I'm like, well, yeah, we can, I'm not wearing a mask. And I've been out, you know, with friends who've just, who've literally, we had a, this was before it all completely got locked down, but we were out, we were this was about 18 months ago, and a beautiful friend of mine who, you know, we're on different ends of the spectrum of, of, of what we put in our bodies and what we do but we love each other. And we were, three three taxis had gone past us, and, of course, I won't wear one. And she's just, just for God's sake, wear one. And I'm like, I can't. I can't. And it was a guttural, I can't. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think you know it would be very easy for me not to and acquiesce. In, in all honesty, you know I have a small child, young child, um, and the ramifications for her is something that definitely has been on my mind. Um, but I can't. So yeah, that that I think mm-hmm. has been the thing. Everything else has felt like survival up to now. This this feels like I'm I'm staking a, a flag on my mountainless peak, <laughs> you
0: know. Beautifully stated. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And that's the gift that is not inherently there, but it's possibly there for those that choose it when things get so outrageous, because, you know, that was always part of my theme, this authentic thing. And mm-hmm. and I grew up with inauthentic people, and that's how society is. They never say how they're actually doing, or, or you know, even, even my mm-hmm. own family would hide sometimes the biggest tragedies from each other, and we 'd yeah. always have these secrets go well, don't, okay i 'm going to tell you this, but don 't tell this person and don 't tell that person it 's just like constant and yeah. it It stops you from many things like one is is being able to just uh, be yourself because it takes so mm-hmm. much energy to be something other than yourself, yeah, so it really costs you, but it also stops people from being able to support you if they don 't know what you 're going through then they, they have abs- there 's no chance whatsoever that that person could be supported. And, uh, and then, yeah, the pandemic just accelerated that whole thing. What, what being yourself meant. And it made a lot of people choose that, uh, that, that is just not me. I'm not going to take that mm-hmm. small step. I'm not going to, you know, even, even I had friends that said, I'm not going to die on this hill over a mask, but I will die on the, and that's okay. Like that there's choices. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not actually criticizing how everybody navigated, but the, the blessing of being yourself is is just un, yeah, imme- imme- immeasurable, right?
1: Yeah, and and I mean, I have absolutely lost friendships and relationships over the last two years. Um, and and again, going back to our common, I'm the common denominator, you know, those friendships were brought in a time in my life where I probably wanted safety and security. Um, and so understandably, no blame, no shame, you know, those people see me as a risk because i'm standing in my power and like you know and so this is really where we get into that relationship stuff of you know what how how can we navigate both with our friends and our families you know i have some friends who are dear you know and we love each other and even though we've got completely different opinions the love will will be the glue you know and 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 we don't need to to shout or try and uh, persuade each other you know, we've got we respect each other, and that's the way. And then there's others where the relationship has just broken, and it's never going to probably go back. And then how do how do you then recorrect, and and how do you then still stay whole in yourself? Because if you feel like you've been abandoned by friends, your bosses, you know, your family, you know, that's a very isolating place to be. You know, but mm-hmm. I truly believe, truly, through my whole journey. That you can't be abandoned if you don't abandon yourself. Boom. Mm, I there really you go. believe that. There like, you go. I get the every time I say it, I, I tear up and I because it's become my mantra. You know, it's absolutely my mantra. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that unconsciously happens. People also that have been abandoned and haven't done it, the healing work, they mm-hmm. tend to be the abandoners.
1: Yes.
0: Right. And, you know, I don't, I don't have any huge evidence for this might be past life for me, but I, I, I was one of those that was very easily, okay, you're not on my path. You're not in my tribe. I mean, I just told somebody off on YouTube every so often, most of my audience is like so respectful and loving Mm -hmm. and contributing and just always sending me some note, like, thank you. And, but, you know, there was one that go, just had to launch into um, well, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful and something else, but well, let me tell you, <laughs> but let me tell you, right. This, and I just have no problem saying like, if this is not your happy place, you don't have to be here. There's no obligation whatsoever. This is all yeah. given freely. And so yeah. for you to come and, and, uh, and criticize, it's not really a good use of your time and certainly not a good use of my time. Right. So if it doesn't meet your standard, that's okay with me. I, you know, but, but you can, you can see there's there's an edge to it as well, that uh, there's, especially these last two years now, when I've been getting more clear than I have ever been in, in, in myself, especially around spirituality and God Mm. and Mm. all, all of that kind of thing. And, and then, you know, there's something in us that I think you said it before about our, that that unconscious desire to belong right to mm. to be connected with mm. our people it used to mean survival not not as much anymore it might be soon again mm. that belonging mm. but but instead of that chameleon what you what you talked about in your in your young days then it's the bravery the courage of saying okay this is who i am these are my values this is what i stand for and you know the the willingness to walk alone at times oh yeah Right, that's where I started because everything was rejecting me, and I knew right away that I needed to create my own space. Where i couldn 't be kicked out or i couldn 't be rejected, that was like the first thing taken care of there, and yeah. you know I had to walk in the desert for a fair amount of years, and I would always have like you know small clicky groups check in and check out every time I would grow, for example, they didn 't yeah. want to grow with me, I would lose that yeah. chunk and then a new chunk would come on. The pandemic was no different, so i I lost a lot of my audience, I lost clients, lost friends and family but through that integrity what you're talking about i was able to attract a whole new um you know incredibly beautiful mm. i don't i don't even like to call you guys audience it's not like you, you know we're working together in all of this mm. but community yeah. yeah right
1: so important and and the same you know and and it's interesting you talked about you know the abandoned become can can be the abandoner i've certainly done that in my in my life you know for sure um, But what I have seen, you know, as these relationships recently have, you know, I've had to, but I've done it con- consciously, you know. Is, is it Gwyneth Paltrow says the conscious, unconscious, or no, the conscious uncoupling? And um, you know, because I, I, I knew that this wouldn't serve either of us, and so for me, it wasn't about cut and shut. It's like you know what, I, I do, I have high standards for myself as a friend. Um, and I have high standards of my friends you know that doesn't mean we have to you know be in each other's worlds every second of the day but there are certain things from a values perspective that need to be honored as far as I'm concerned and I get to co- I get to make that call uh, provided I'm going to do the same you know and so mm-hmm. I think that um really really standing in your truth and really understanding who you are you do attract you do attract a new a new echelon of people you know i now have new friends who are very values aligned um and and we just happen to be on this side of the fence um and and for me the really big thing you know in in the last two years is really not creating them and us you know i i'm i'm really against even in this truth of community as you know they call it um you know the 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 derrick degradation of others on the other side of the fence you know because i think that the only way we get through this is together it may take some people longer to wake up than others um i certainly only woke up when i woke up you know nothing could have probably woken me up before and but once i saw it i couldn't unsee it and you know and i and i'll stay and i'll stay to that i will die on the hill to be honest for Mm -hmm. it
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. for sure Yeah, I think many of us had that awakening as well. That this you're going to have to die uh, for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> that, that yeah. will happen for some reason. Yeah. So I'd rather have it be for a really good reason, something that is a match <laughs> to my values and what I care about, because uh, otherwise it's uh, it's a waste. So
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Very good. And Stan was saying, yeah, everybody wants to identify with someone, and yeah. it's it's not uh, it's not wrong. There's there's a, a natural thing. We are more mm-hmm. like um, rather than pride animals uh we are more much more like herd animals or fish or you know geese and we yeah. we fly together and that's just how it works we we need it like you said pieces of the puzzle that we don't have mm. on our own
1: absolutely and we're wired for connection right you know mm-hmm. we're sentient beings you know mm-hmm. and the isolation that has that has ensued in the last year has sent people bonkers understandably you know including Mm -hmm. myself at one point i was like what is going on i gotta get out the house you know i'm going for a run i'm doing this because Mm -hmm. for me it was like oh no i'm actually become." oh no we're not doing this oh no 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 (laughs) you don't get me like this so you know having the connections is important but for me i would rather have the authentic connection you know or no connection, in all honesty, you know, I, mm-hmm. I would rather the connection with myself is more important than sitting in a room full of people that I'm not connected to. That, mm-hmm. That's not that's not going to work for me. So then it's, so then if I believe that it's natural and that it's natural for connection, then go seek go seek, go seek those natural, authentic connections, if that's what's really important to you. And again, this is where we get back to the self responsibility, right? Because it's easy to sit at home and say, I haven't got any connection, you know, poor me, victim. Um, But it's like, well, well, where could my people be? Let me go on a scavenger hunt, you know, could they be at this? Could they be there? Could they be there? And, And just put yourself out there.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm exactly hello waters above i just figured out what your name means by the way i was looking at the uh the flat earth model and it is in fact waters above if you subscribe to that which i do and shannon had a question for you if you don't mind but um uh, mm-hmm. so after two years knowing yes it's bad but it's taking people down the path of self-realization and self-worth self-sufficiency silly question yeah. which there are none uh do you <laughs> see the shift in positive change soon
1: oh i no pressure i I said no. no, no I'm, I'm trying. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think about. I here's a, here's where I land on that is the positive change. I believe comes with us. And I, I know. Look, I, know I don't want to sound like the cliche. You can go on anywhere on Facebook or you know, and and find something. But I really do believe that. Um, and what I'm seeing in my own client base is people are waking up or have always been awake to this, but are now saying, hold on. I've got to do something for me. So, you know, if I look at, you know, my clients, I've got, I've got some that have been taken out of the system. I've got some who are still in the system saying, I've got to get out of the system. I've got some who are just going, I don't know what to do. Um, I've got some who are skirting around the system and have managed to skirt around the system but are now saying, I need to drop down a gear here and take myself to, to the next level. So in answer to the question, I think I do see positive shifts because I see people now going, okay, if I'm not going to work for the government, or I'm not going to work for this organization, what can I do? And I think that that really is where the work is, is saying, okay, I've always done this. Now, where am I useful? Or where can I serve? Or where am I in this in this new tribe? What do I offer? Um, And I think it's really important that we do that, you know, and people, you know, spend a lot of time looking for their purpose. And it's like, it's right here. What can you do? Mm-hmm. What can you do? What can you offer? Because mm-hmm. I think that that's going to be the currency, right?
0: A hundred percent. It's about contribution, right? Mm-hmm. That That's what makes it very natural. The giving and the receiving, they come as a pair. Mm-hmm. And when you find out that's, that's why, you know, some people will come to me every so often. I think I do a good enough job of saying who is in my world and who isn't not to be arrogant, just knowing my place. This is, yeah. this is what I'm wired for. And every so often someone will come through with a really, you know, intense kind of victim perspective and I can't do this and I can't do that. And I'm, I'm really downtrodden and what can you do for me? And, and it's not that I'm without compassion, but it's, it's, it gives me nothing to work with from that perspective. But if someone comes in with a little bit of empowerment, maybe they want to join a course, but they don't have the finances. And then I'll say, well, do you want to run a zoom for me?
1: In exchange,
0: yeah. or something—is there something that you could do? And then, and then it's uh, it, it's beautiful. We might very well be getting out of the the days of currency exchange. We'll see how fast the the currencies die. It's going to happen, but value yeah. will never disappear. What we have to offer and how we contribute—that will always be there. Absolutely. So, um,
1: yeah. And the, want- and this is this sorry. And this is one of the things that I I sort of say to my community is that you know in the current two years we we are all fatigued. And we mm-hmm. are all overwhelmed, you know, if you don't know what to do. There's nothing worse if saying, I don't know what to do, and then, you know, saying that 52 times, right, because all you're doing is he's going, I don't know what to do. Um, yeah. but, but I think a game changer is saying you're not seeing the opportunity here. Like I think that that is about what brings the power back. And, you know, and we, none of us are any good when the power is taken away from us and we want something different right? I, I I don't know. There's a human in the world. I mean, some people want their power taken away because they'll follow the, the masses. Mm-hmm. But if your power is taken away and you're not happy about it, we want the power. So for me, it's like, where is the opportunity? If you can ask yourself that that question of a morning, um, where is the opportunity in today for the transaction? You know, things start opening because you're, te- you're telling the universe, God, whoever, you know, is, is your thing, you're saying, right, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the next step. Give it mm-hmm.
0: to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly and and uh enlightened don over on rockfin is saying we are the true currency so
1: <laughs> beautiful yeah, yeah beautiful
0: yeah. yeah we've been tricked into having an interloper in yes. in this situation there's always a middleman and uh this is something i was going to mention also about going into mm-hmm. the private it's uh say, you know, and I'm going to be taking my business and turning it into a PMA. We'll see how fast that that happens. It's already very private. I don't do business with anybody outside of my realm. And I want to ask you about uh, your service next. But the, you know, how you can flip it is that and especially for those that have gone into business and you feel like, oh, like where are my clients going to come from or where are my customers going to come from? I'm going to have to go and beg people to come in mm-hmm. and uh, spend their money with me. But it's really actually the opposite and going, okay, well, here's something of value that I have created to put a lot of time and energy into this, a lot of thought, a lot of care. And so now who qualifies to work with me? Mm-hmm. That's why I interview all my potential clients first. Yeah to see yeah. is this a match is this somebody who has enough self-empowerment enough uh you know that the uh self-responsibility that that they can take things in their own hands and not always wait for somebody to look after them
1: absolutely because other, otherwise it's it's a lose lose situation right you know mm-hmm. and you, we don't, we don't want to be in that place where you're taking money from somebody and 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 you're not happy spending the time with them and they're not getting anywhere like there, there's no value in that in any way shape or form i don't believe
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. So can you tell us about your services as a transformational coach? You and I had the, the privilege of working together in the past months to, uh, to be helping you along the the lines. And so how do you, how do you help your clients and who are they?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm, I've got a real broad mix of clients right now. So um, pretty much as I was saying, you know, that there, there's some, some people who are not in the system anymore, and they've been told to leave the system and um, others are in the system and working out how they can get out of the system this is almost they were waiting for the sword of damocles to fall down um and it was actually quite funny uh, because when we were, we had a, a catch-up last week and they said to me i don't think i'm ever gonna get sacked <laughs> it was just it was just such a different conversation to to you know at the beginning of the journey where it was like the fear of being sacked you know so um they really are at such different stages um I've got another very brave client who's decided it's not values aligned for them to continue to work in the system, even though um, their immediate bosses were sort of working things around so they could, you know, didn't have to go into the whole thing. I don't want to get you another strike. Um, So, um, yeah, so, um, you know, so... It, for me, the people I work best with, quite similar to yourself, are the ones that, you know, for me, I call it a pilot light. You know, is the pilot light on? You don't have to have to, you know, the gas doesn't have to be completely cranking, um, but the pilot light needs to be on because to, to, to walk this path is not an easy path. I mean, for sure, it's not. You know, you have, to come, you have to meet yourself. And for me, I guess the way I sort of describe it to my clients is who you are is perfect. You know, it's just you've got 50 layers on top of you right now, which is all of your conditioning, which is everything that we've been programmed to believe. And so if you can believe in who you are and that's my job, you know, I can be a cheerleader and I can also be, you know, come on, come on, you can do this. And then sometimes, you know, it has to be straight talk that says you've given me money, you know, as much as it's lovely to catch up on a weekly basis. Let's go, you know, um mm-hmm. so for me, it really is and and I find that they're doing most of them are are starting to really sort of forward forward with what do they do for for business, and mm-hmm. um, they've got interests, so we spend some time teasing that out, like, what do you love, what do you really love um one of the things you know, certainly with my um Facebook and Instagram, you know I've learned a lot, I've been on Facebook for seven odd years and so i I know a lot about the algorithms and what it can do Um, and certainly i'm learning about instagram in a different group um but really i mean the one-on-one coaching that i i really sort of look at is really about the healing of it you know getting to the heart of who you really are is one of the big themes and that that's really our sort of stepping off point um depending on them and and i really i i have a package which is a i call it a bit of a choose your adventure in as much as some people really do need the healing around the abandonment and i can certainly lead and walk them through that so for you know the anger that comes with that you know the all of the feelings of disbelief and all of the grief responses that we have and so some of them you know we do we do walk that path the others are it's probably a bit more practical but there's still a necessity for, for them to, to settle in their lives, you know, around their family and friends. So, you know, love them no matter what is is, is another theme um of my coaching package. Um, and then we really sort of get into the enjoy. And it's not enjoy, it's enjoy. Like what can you do to, to be enjoy? We should be enjoy in our life. You know, I love coaching. I love it. It brings me alive. I love being able to remind people how bloody wonderful they are, um, and remind them as well. It's like, hold on, no, you have done this, you know. Um, and I did spend some time in recruitment, so I'm good at sort of looking at resumes and plucking things out and going detective with people and understanding, hey, you've done this stuff before. You just It's just not with this label. Um, and really sort of just helping them forge a path going forward. And then we really talk about the power of pace because, you know, one of these things is with the world going crazy as it is right now, it's like how do you stay on pace and keep going and moving forward and how do you keep on reminding yourself this is one step. This is just one step. Don't get overwhelmed. Just take one step after the other. One good step is better than no step or one half good step is better than no step. Um, And then ultimately that is wrapped up in the ethos that you can lead your life. You can. Even Mm -hmm. if you don't feel like you can, you can um, it might not look the same as somebody, you know, sitting on social media that you think, I could never do that. I mean, that's my absolute thing. Anyone who ever says, even in my friendship circles, goes, oh, I could never do that. I'm like, yes, you can. You've just decided not to. It's it's one decision away. It doesn't mean it won't come with emotions. It doesn't mean it won't come with a mm-hmm. bit of grit and determination. But you are always one choice away.
0: Mm-hmm. Always. That's amazing. Always. I know, I know. It's yeah, it's a it's a rock and a hard place to yeah. to land until you get to the other side and just make oh, a choice and take a chance to like you, you were talking about before that you can pivot with most things. There are yeah. a couple of things, only a couple of things in life you can't pivot with. But uh, for the most part, it's just like, okay, let's take a step that will teach me how to take the next step yes
1: and we all get in our own heads including me you know no one no one is immune to this and i think Mm -hmm. that you know you my ethos is you have a coach who's like three steps ahead of you what they've learned and embodied they teach you and then we end up with this beautiful domino sort of effect you know where everybody's helping everyone up and everybody keeps moving, you know, the coach moves too, you know. So you stay mm-hmm. with that coach, or you find, oh, I need another piece of the puzzle, I need this bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got into somatic you know, breath work, and they're all mm-hmm. stuff that on that were never on my radar two years ago, mm-hmm. but suddenly they're becoming available to me. And I'm like, oh, okay, what about these? Emotional releasing, energetics, and and it starts to become this beautiful, twisty, windy road. There's actually one that you want to you want to go down because it's fulfilling you.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I can't imagine doing anything that uh, sucked the life out of me at this time, because there's mm. certainly enough out there that would do that. But uh, but turning to my work in the podcast and and uh, working with clients has has mm. been life giving every single step of the way. So it's very mm. affirming to know that. And uh, yeah, I, uh, so you have an event coming up. Do you want to talk about a- that as well?
1: Yeah. So I'm running on. Um- I call it a webinar, but it's not. It's a training, but mm-hmm. really to to talk about this relationship stuff. So it is called "Why Being Abandoned by Friends and Family is the Greatest Gift of All." Seriously, um, and mm-hmm. you know this this is it's a free training, um, and I'm noticing locally, I'm still seeing in the in the Facebook groups there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of hurt. You know, the the hurts under or is 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 the red bow on top of all of the emotions. And I thought it would be really helpful to some people just to have a different perspective and to and to really take them through not only my my journey, but really some tips and tricks for want of a better term, for, for people to really start to look at life a bit differently. Um and, and really put them on that first step to taking self-responsibility um into that. And and like I said, you know, love them no matter what is all very trite, but you've got to know who you are in that position to be able to love them because otherwise that's conditional, right? So you know We're faking you, it,
0: right? Yeah, like or people people it. pretend to yeah. to forgive they say the word forgive and they, they think they've forgiven, but when it comes right down to it you're exactly. Gonna, yeah. And where yeah. you're gonna discover it is when you turn around and try to do anything extraordinary or of service to others that's when the rubber meets the road right when you're and that's why i have so much respect for those uh, such as yourself who step out and and have that like you've been through so much it would be understandable if you were just like licking your wounds and taking care of yourself <laughs> and your daughter but here yeah. you are on full yeah. force wanting to serve others Absolutely. that's the hero's journey that's what yeah. it does it's right?
1: and and it's a, i'm compelled to do it this isn't yeah. even a um I woke up one morning and went, Oh do it, it this is answering a call in in all honesty, without making it sound too dramatic. But it, it feels yeah. like that. It feels that it's, it's self-motivated, it's self-fulfilling, it's self-propelling. Mm-hmm. Um even on my days where I don't feel like I've got a lot of energy personally for Petra, um, put me in front of some and that's it. It's 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 on, you know, because I, I just believe that I've got something to offer and others, others are see, you know, are are getting something out of it. So that for me is that exchange as we were talking about is priceless.
0: It really is. <clears throat> so I have a link here in the chat. I'm going to put that up for anybody who would like to join the the yeah. training. And uh, it is a, it is a free offering. It doesn't mean it has no value. It's just that uh, this is a way for mm. Petra to to get the word out to her community. And uh, so there's the link. It's also in the show notes. If you want to share it around on your social media, anybody that you know, you know, mm. maybe they, they got told that they had to leave their job if they didn't put poison injections in their body or they had a family member that decided they didn't want to see them or a marriage fell apart or all Mm -hmm. of those kind of experiences that end up boiling down to the same inner kind of decisions and choices that come up and you know, what next I know is a big part like, okay, yes. And there there can be actually a lot of healing and you still don't know what's next, right? So that's where Petra's work comes in and that's how Mm -hmm. she can be there for you and ask you the right questions and walk you through some of those harder things when you actually, do decide because you know you got the problem on the one side when you haven't taken the step and then you have a whole bunch of new problems on the other side when you do take yeah. the steps right yeah. so that's again they don't call it the tiptoe through the tulips they call it the hero's journey yeah. but it, it it what it means is that all of your meaningless struggles now you have all meaningful struggles yeah that's very ah. different
1: it's 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 a game changer, right? You know, if you're working to your to yourself and and to the own self, be true, then it's complete. It's a different animal. And you know, I I I tend to steer away because my the lexicon is strong. You know, I I if you can look at it as puzzle pieces rather than problems, and um, suddenly the the pressure comes off. You know, and it's about getting out of our own heads. You know, it's it's about getting out of our own heads and saying, okay, you know. This now needs to be solved. What would this be like?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got a couple of good votes for in person. So oh. <laughs> <Come laughs> you'll have to create a yeah, come to Australia exactly. I've got a client in Thailand. You're in Australia. Um, do so you mind over. if I do you mind if I ask you what it's been like to work with me? By the way.
1: Oh, awesome. I love working with you, Beth. I love it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love it because, you know, like like we were saying, you're always still in your own head, you know, and I believe every coach should have a coach. I And I mm-hmm. continue to and we will always have that ethos because I think that there's always somebody who can go, what about this? What about this? I think we're completely different characters and I love that about you because mm-hmm. I'm more the, oh, I get it, and you're like, yeah you thought about this (laughs) and you're doing so beautifully um Mm. and so that and that's been has been really really awesome for me to really just consider other ways of looking at you know a situation or opportunities so yeah no I love working with you Mm,
0: fantastic it's really mutual yeah Yeah. I've enjoyed it very much all right well I think is there anything else that you'd like to share with us Uh, no no. Okay. It's been great to host you, Petra. Sounds I've good. thoroughly Thank enjoyed you. this conversation. I hope that if there's anybody out there that's listening that has a podcast and would like to invite Petra on, you, you, she obviously gives a, a wonderful interview, has a, a great story to share. And and just your energy is really uh, infectious. Let's use that oh. word.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Awesome. Really amazing. Amazing. And uh, so yeah, um, Shanna's just talking about meeting people in person. I know now we're all kind of hungry for that, which is, which is good. (laughs) All right, my dear. Well, it's been lovely to host you. And uh, once again, yeah, once again, if anybody wants to click that link, it's in the show notes, if you're hearing this as a recording, but if you're live in the chat, you can click that link above there to join Petra's training. I highly recommend it. And uh, if the timing works out, I might be there myself. Thanks for joining us on Rockfin and YouTube and Facebook as usual. So good. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Shannon. You're getting... uh, Getting some good, uh, getting no, some good, good feedback there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally good.
1: Across, across, the, across <laughs> <Yeah>. the waves.
0: <laughs> Lots of love. Lots of love to you, Petra. Beautiful Have a beautiful day. rest of your day, and bye, everyone.